Derek and Mike podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod, on Instagram as Derek and Mike, or on our website, DerekandMike.com. My name is Mike. This is my boy, Derek. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? Derek, did you ever watch the TV show Friends? Um, okay, so yes and no. Oh. Like, it was on, but you weren't looking at it? Or, what's that mean? That means, like, you know, I have, like, a marginal familiarity with Friends, but I never could get into Friends. I never, I never said, oh, is Friends on? Never. Like, but I'd watch it. Somebody would have it on, and yeah, I'd watch it, kind of, it's up there. Well, back in the 90s, it was more difficult to watch a TV show, because you had to be home at the time it was on. There was no, like, DVR or on-demand or streaming. It was like, if the show was on on Tuesdays at 7 o'clock, you'd have to be at home on Tuesday at seven o'clock if you want to watch the show. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it was a timing inconvenience thing for me or an interest thing or whatever, but friends while it was on the air never caught me. I, I didn't like dislike it, but I just never watched it. Uh, maybe here or there or whatever, but I never like cared. Um, I enjoyed the show much later. My wife was really into the show while it was on, um, was super into like the big finale and all that kind of stuff, was very invested in the show in real time. And then she got me into it way later when streaming was a thing and we can just sit and watch like six episodes back to back or whatever. And then I was like, ah, this is a pretty cool show. All right, I like this. Um, I always liked Seinfeld way more. Uh, But the reason I'm asking about Friends is I've noticed recently maybe it's a california thing maybe it's a nationwide or maybe it's a planetary thing that a lot of people are wearing friends shirts from the show friends like the friends logo and and i I don't understand why have you noticed this is this just me am i fucking weird is it a california thing like what's up with people wearing friends shirts no i haven't noticed are they sleeveless or are they just full-on sporting the friends like Um, all out they're all all types of of wearables so it's t-shirts um hoodies Well, I guess that's it. T-shirts and hoodies. But, Uh and I haven't even noticed like a real pattern of the type of people wearing them. Like it's not all, oh, it's just Gen Zers who are super into the 90s because they're back in. Or, uh, oh, it's, you know, all, you know, 35 to 42 year olds or whatever. It seems to be kind of like run the full gamut of of, uh, demographics and age groups Uh and the whole thing where I'm like, what's with this friend's resurgence? Is there something I'm not aware of? Is it like happening again i don't don't get it i don't know it's cool it's a good show i'm just tripping out like who goes and buys a friend shirt i'm gonna have to look on that yeah so it sounds like it's also hitting you kind of like a little bit in retrospect you're like you know maybe there's some time gap between the last friend shirt that you saw and then now you noticing this you're like oh wait a minute that guy's wearing friends and then the guy last week was wearing friends and then two weeks ago three people were wearing a friend's outfit that's so totally what's going on put it together yeah so it's like you know you're walking down the street or through the grocery store or whatever and i'll see someone wearing a friend shirt and i notice things like that so i'm just like oh huh that girl's into friends and she looks like she's like 16 like huh that's weird okay all right whatever and then maybe another week or two or three will pass by and i'll see someone else wearing a friend shirt and i'll be like huh another friend shirt huh all right 
That seems uh yeah seems odd. More than one You're person piecing it together in a short period of time. Little, you know, I'll be honest. It sounds a little conspiracy theorist to me. <laughs> Shocker. A little bit too much of a conspiracy theory to me, Mike. <laughs> I I don't know if I could buy into it. <laughs> Is it, it, what, what what could it be? <laughs> could it be like you know big uh, streaming? Like, you know, trying to sell some new memberships based on the existence of the Full Friends library. And, and they're, like, putting these people out into the wild wearing, you know, marketing labels and stuff so that we're, like, seeing friends. And it's it's almost like um, marketing in our own social circles. So when we're hanging out with our friends, we, we don't really notice they're wearing a friend shirt, but our subliminal mind notices they're wearing a friend shirt. And then later on, we're like, I should subscribe to Netflix because they have friends. And you don't even know why. But it's because your friend you went to lunch with was wearing a friend shirt. That's sinister. Yeah. Or it could be the Mandela effect. Oh. Have, uh, have you heard of the Mandela effect? No, I, I haven't. Explain. Okay. Let me see if ChatGPT can... Uh... You, can you can't rely on your own no. abilities of description to explain the Mandela well, it, effect? It, it's it's a little difficult to explain. All right. Um, okay. Is it named the after Nelson Mandela? I need to know that first. Um, I doubt it. Some it. other Mandela? Uh, we'll come back to that. All right. Okay. But I don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll ask the origin. All right. What's the Mandela but effect? The, the Mandela effect is a phenomenon in which a large group of people remember an event or a fact differently from its actual occurrence or reality. Like the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay i think there's a cohort of people that that see that differently too all right the term was coined by fiona broom a paranormal researcher mm. after she discovered that many people believed nelson mandela oh, nelson mandela had died in prison in the 1980s what even though he was released and became the president of south africa i was gonna say 1990s. he was a pretty uh, well-known figure after he was released from prison he became president and one of the most famous uh thinkers and a famous stoic uh a pretty well-known guy afterwards i'm pretty sure he lived past prison well then you you uh you didn't fall for that one maybe there is a mandela effect that will get you though maybe what i never met nelson mandela so i'm basing all of my uh certainty of him being alive on hearsay that could have easily been fed to me i could have been spoon-fed all this nelson mandela history and for all i know he never existed or he died in the prison in the 80s or maybe his name wasn't nelson mandela at all Ooh. Ooh. so here's another one when darth vader is fighting luke now we're talking my language and what was this? This is number, oh man, maybe this is three. I think this is three, right? Where they're fighting each other up on the big high beams or something. Yeah. Or or no, this was, no, this no, was no. actually number when Number three was like Phantom Menace. Number three was the end. Um, oh, okay. So you're oh. thinking well, of. the third one. You're thinking yeah, of third, so the six. third one, which is actually uh -huh. um, six. We got it. We got a Star Wars nerd in the house yeah, here. Yeah, come okay. on, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The third one released was actually the Nenemus 6. Are you thinking of like Return of the Jedi? Yeah, the one where he killed him. Luke killed his, uh -huh. like Darth, right? Yeah. And then what did... When Darth Vader goes, Luke, I am your father. And Luke goes like, no! After he cut off his hand. That's not what he said. No? What did he say? 
That's not what he, and that is the Mandela effect in motion, my friends. No, he says, Luke, I am your father. In Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader famously says, no, I am your father. However, the line is often misremembered as Luke, I am your father. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Now I can remember it now that you say that because it's it's something like um, uh, Luke says, shit, I wish I remember that line better. Luke says something like, um, you'll never be as good as my father was or something like that. And then Darth Vader's like, yeah, like hang, you know, laying there like half dead and goes, no, I am your father. Yeah. And then you, Luke yells like the dramatic, no, the no. Okay. So you, you can kind of recall that that one actually was not right. Even though you did say. My frontline memory is him saying. I am your father. Because I think that's, that scene has been recreated by so many billions of spoofs or recreations or cartoons or jokes that it just became the, uh. Like, if the joke couldn't just be, no, I am your father. Like, you have to say, Luke, I am your father to be able to place the context yeah, of it, yeah. you know? So I think mm. it's just simplified through a so billion repetitions. Big, yeah, yeah, it that makes Abbreviated. sense. Abbreviated. I mean, yeah, yeah, you change the no to Luke and, like, you can pack, it packs the punch. Then it doesn't it require, any, yeah, it tightens it up. Then it doesn't yeah. require any, like, additional context. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just kind of packages it unless you have a Unless you have a perfect... Uh, Darth Vader voice. Yeah. No. Yeah. I am your father. It, anything you say in the Vader voice has to begin with breathing, though. It has to be like, <laughs> Luke. No. I'm having trouble I breathing. Am your father. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he should have said. Yeah. 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 And he was ugly, too. He was so ugly when that mask came off, wasn't he? He was just like, Oh, yeah. Like, you expect him to I look mean, really cool, and he it. just looks like a bloated drowning victim or something you're like whoa damn you got like a fat blue peanut head (laughs) yeah it looked like a raisin head like a like man but but it was so cool because that's so real right like nothing's ever like how you imagine it so you imagine this vader character would have this cool tough Uh face and whatever and then his helmet comes off and you're like oh you're like a frail mortal uh and and you're vulnerable and you're sickly and and I kind of like pity you you know but that that was a really cool way to make him because it would have been easy just to make him like Hollywood badass but it was cool yeah. to make him like mortal and frail. Yeah, that was it was very artistic. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the realism in Star Wars. Like Star Wars was cool because it was like this gritty, dirty space world where people actually lived. And it wasn't like this perfect, like most, I don't know, like Star Trek and whatever, like inside the Enterprise, like everything was perfect. There was never a cobweb in a corner. There was never a, a mm-hmm. piece of paper out of place. And, and it was a very perfect environment. Whereas in Star Wars, like it was like dirty, you know, and uh, it was yeah. very lived in. Yeah. yeah, you had the mortal lands, right? Where like uh, down on on that one planet where Luke was born at or something. Um, Alderaan. had the bars and, oh. <laughs> Nerd. I, I actually, dude, I'm not. I mean, will you look that up, though? I love no, it. Che- Alderaan. Check me. I, I'm Alderaan. not sure you, that Luke's dude. from Alderaan. I think. Oh, um, you know I think, it. No, you I, just don't know how to spell it. I think it. his mom is from Alderaan. It, no, Alderaan would be A-L-D-E-R-O-N. Uh, 
Look it up, though. The planet Luke was from... Because... Fucking... Alderaan was blown up. Like... Before Luke... Man, I'm getting confused. Okay. So what planet's Luke Skywalker from? Okay. What planet? Or system. Is it not a, not a planet? No. Slow down there. I'll get you. Well, okay, come on. I mean, slow down. Okay, well, okay, what's, okay. What's He's taking from, so long? No, he... Well, because I ha- I mistyped something oh, instead of Luke. Oh, human like, error. Uh, I said why, is like this, from Alderaan. This is why AI said, is going to take us all over, because they don't fuck up when they type. They they just <laughs> they get it right the first time. Damn it. Yeah. All right. No, he's from Planet Tatooine. Tatooine, of Ta- course. Yeah, I knew that. Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. Is the desert planet located in the outer rim of territory and the outer rim territory? All right. It is characterized <laughs> by its twin suns. Harsh desert landscape. So that's where he flew that thing that hovered, right? That thing that hovered super fucking fast, right? When he was that a little kid, you we mean? All, we all wanted one. Um, was he a kid? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. Even in the in the though. even in the uh, the new like a New Hope, the very first Star Wars episode four, he uh, yeah he flew that like cool um, car that that hovered super fast across the desert. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Alderaan yeah. was the planet that. Darth Vader blew up, and I think that was the planet his mom was from. Anyway, who gives a oh. shit? Ah, okay. Whatever. Well, nerd, you you might get some Star Wars nerds. Dude, I I you. have probably inflamed so many much more nerdy and, and <laughs> yeah. Star Wars knowledgeable people <laughs> yeah, than me. True. They're sitting there right now, just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not gonna miss. Yeah. They're not gonna mistype like you when they send me their hate mail and death threats and uh, yeah. endless corrections. Of, it was not we're just, Alderaan, it was Tatooine, stupid. And we're losing listeners because anybody else doesn't care about Star Wars, so they they hung up already. Oh. And then somebody, you're getting Star Wars wrong. I mean, they're, they're gone, This is too, a losing so like, game. You're right. You it's me. like, okay, yeah, so... Yeah, it's a losing game. Yeah, yeah, there is, no, there is no upside here to talking about Star Wars. Like, if I'm appealing to Star Wars people, um, they're only going to nitpick me and get frustrated because I'm not uber nerd. I'm just kind of casual nerd. Uh, and people who don't care about Star Wars are going to tune out because they don't care about what we're talking about. So talking about Star Wars is a losing programming tactic. So let's go on to Disney then. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a winner. Okay, as long as so, we're talking about Walt Disney being a Nazi, I'm in. Oh, I, I can believe that. <laughs> um, so Snow White, All right. when she goes up to the mirror... What does she say? Remember the time when she went up to the mirror and she talked Didn't to the Didn't she say, uh, oh no, am I thinking of the witch, the mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah. That's that not one. Snow White, right? That's the the ugly hook-nosed witch with the apple. Oh yeah, you're right. It, the line, oh sorry, it's, okay, right. So it's that from... Uh, it's not Snow White saying that. You're right. But what did you? What is the the term that she says? You just said. Isn't it, it mirror mirror on the wall? Who's the fairest of them all? No. Okay. What is it? No, it's not. Well, it's magic mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of one of all? Oh yeah. I wonder how it became mirror mirror on the wall. That's yeah. the game of telephone. That That's stupid people like me retelling the same thing over and over and getting it wrong 
But retelling it so many times that other people get used to hearing it wrong and they end up repeating it wrong. Uh, and then they themselves probably make it worse and repeat, repeat it even worse. The following people learn it the worst way, and it just gets worse and worse. And that's the game of telephone. And by the time it's regurgitated back to the original person, like the ugly hook-nosed witch, she doesn't even recognize the statement anymore. She's like, I never fucking said that. Okay, well then let's test you on this one. All right. Mon- Monopoly. The Monopoly man. Yeah. Can, you describe, can you describe what he looks like? He's short. He has... Um, uh, like old school 1920s tail tuxedo on with spats. He's wearing spats on his shoes. He's got a top oh, hat wow, and, a, and a you. monocle. And uh, I believe oh. he has a, a cane, but not a cane with a hook on the top. One of those short, like straight, shiny black, like super rich guys in the Roaring Twenties canes. I'm ready to debunk you already. I don't. None of that's he- right. He does not have a monocle. No monocle. Everybody remembers. Everybody remembers him with a monocle. Any self-respecting rich guy from that area wore a monocle. What was wrong with that guy? Yeah, maybe. So, maybe he left it so at home. How do you remember? It maybe he left it at home way. that day. Right. I'm sure he had a monocle. If he didn't have it that day, fine. Mm-mm. But I'm sure he owned a monocle. It says he owned one. Okay. All right. However, in the official <laughs> mono- so it says many people remember the Monopoly man, Mr. Monopoly, wearing a monocle on his eye. However, in the official Monopoly game, he does not have a monocle. Ooh, maybe I'm combining my uh, mascots from that era because Mr. Peanut definitely wore a monocle, and he was similarly clad in uh, in a coattails tuxedo with spats, a top hat, and maybe a cane. I'm not sure about the cane, but Mr. Peanut definitely had a monocle. Yeah, that'd be a trip. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm so maybe talking I'm, about peanuts. I'm amalgamating my uh, my product spokespeople so onto the onto peanuts there's a few name two popular brands of peanut butter of peanut butter or just yeah or just name one uh Give me your skippy one that you got. and jiffy there is no jiffy there is a jiffy peanut butter what, what no, do you mean there's not oh. there is no such thing as jiffy okay one sec there has to be a jiffy it's peanut Jif. butter is that like a it's jiff it's Jif. Jif. Wow. Really? Yeah. I'm Googling yeah. it right now. Jiffy. <laughs> you don't believe peanut me. Peanut butter. I don't <laughs> believe you. I love it. Jiffy. I love it. Don't believe I'm in, me. I I'm entrenched you all day. In this particular aspect of the Mandela effect, I'm entrenched. I'm indignant. Yeah. Yeah. Jiffy. So you think that there was a Jiffy and there has been a Jiffy Whoa, all this time. Google. And you're going to go back. Google fixed my search when I typed Jiffy and it fixed it to Jif. Boom. Wow. Boom. And there is no Jiffy. Hey, it's all Jiff. Maybe maybe there was a Jiffy. Maybe the timeline merged. Everything I maybe have come time- to know is wrong. Yeah, uh, the timeline crossed over. Oh, man. All right. Well, fuck, man. I, I don't know yeah. my peanut butter. And I consider myself a peanut butter like connoisseur, um, or at least a, a massive consumer of. I don't know if I'm quite the connoisseur, but I eat the shit out of it. But man, you know, and honestly, in my defense, I don't eat sugary candy peanut butter like Jiffy or Peter Pan or Skippy. To me, that's like bullshit kid peanut butter. Like I, I've, I've, I've grown to a point in my life where I eat adult peanut butter, where the only ingredient is peanuts, like unsweetened. Oh, the one that you have to mix. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and although, like, I've tried a lot of brands of straight up, like, organic, just peanut butter, peanut, peanut butter, and a lot oh. of them. 
become very separated and very thick and very hard to stir up. Um, so you really have to work at it. But Trader Joe's has uh, a peanut butter that's just made of peanuts, organic. It's like all the other ones, but it really mixes well. It stays mixed. You still got to stir it a little bit, but it's not like trying to start a Ford Model T kind of a stirring thing. Like some of those uh, only peanut peanut butters are really hard to stir up and get kind of moving early in the morning when they're cold. Um, but yeah. Trader Joe's has yeah. a pretty good peanut butter. So in my defense, yeah. my yeah. ignorance of Jiffy is based on uh, not consuming it ever. But still, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, no. Uh, um, and you're a smooth peanut butter guy, right? No, I'm a crunchy you peanut like butter guy. Peanuts. You're a crunchy peanut butter guy. I'm wow, a, I, did not, I had you wrong there. What? Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Everything I've come to know about you sure, is wrong. Not? <laughs> we're, we're, we're really, we're really. How uh, did I not know this about you, Mike? Yeah, we're reaching some new plateaus Man. of our friendship. That's right, Derek. I'm a crunchy peanut butter guy. Yep. And I okay. need salted. I, I mean, I will eat unsalted, um, but if I have a choice, it's crunchy, salted. Uh, wow, straight up organic peanut butter, like no ingredient other than peanuts. You have to be careful too, because a lot of these um, organic or whatever, all natural peanut butter brands will add palm oil, which is just oh, bullshit yeah. oil additive in their peanut butter. Um, uh-huh. When really what you want is peanut oil, because that's the good omega fat, like the benefits of peanuts. Um, the good shit is replaced with palm oil, and that's just crap. Uh, yeah. So when you're buying like all natural peanut butter, make sure that the only ingredient is roasted peanuts um, and no I bet palm that oil. Palm, I bet that palm oil gets it to mix up really well. Maybe, maybe it helps the consistency. But like, if you're if you're eating peanut butter because of the nutrient supremacy of peanut butter, the superfood qualities of it, wow. Ooh, um, then then ditch the palm oil. It's bullshit. It's just a it's just a crap filler. It's like oh, you're getting real authoritarian on this. Peanut yeah, I mean, it's I'm like cutting to... your meth with baking powder. Like, what a waste! I mean, we always want pure meth, right? I mean, yeah. keep, keep yeah, it real. Yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good analogy. It's <laughs> a great analogy. <laughs> there was a show back in the I don't know. I'm going to say 90s um, with four women that were in a big city. Do you remember the name of that show? Go- Golden Girls? No, no, no. They were like real cosmopolitan. They were like in Manhattan. Oh, Sex in the City. Say that again. Uh, oh, say the words and. out. It's and the city. Yeah, sex okay. and oh, the city. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. Coming a blazing. Yeah, a lot of people say sex in Coming the city. Coming blazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. You got that one right. Yeah. I never watched that yeah. show either. My wife did, so I've been exposed to the show. I've been in the room when it was on. Um, and I, I, I guess I have to admit, I've, I've looked at it and listened here and there a little bit, but it's never caught me. I never really enjoyed the show. It's not made for me, honestly. There's no surprise I don't like it. It's not for me. But yeah. uh, it's funny. Although I do remember a scene in one of the movies where one of the girls, like, pooped her pants, and that's funny. You know, you can't, you can't deny the hilarity of, of uh, not making it to the bathroom in time. Did you ever see that yeah, part? I never... No, I didn't. I it's, um, it's pretty great. I've lived it. I've lived it a couple times. But uh, <laughs> I've seen enough. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, PTSD. Oh man, um, dude, the girl does a good job of acting it out too. Like the way it happens, it's for you watch it happen, and it's just it's very real. It's it's great. She does a good job. So some of these other ones are more visual. So it's I can't 
Really Poop, pooping but, your pants is pretty visual. Are we still doing Mandela effect? These these are the ones. Yeah, of, of, I was, yeah, I was looking I gotcha. up on that. It, I'm getting distracted on it. Maybe I should just dump it. No, it's interesting uh, yeah, though because um, I think a lot of people. I think a lot of it has to do too with the game of telephone or the human need to simplify and condense. Um, just like the Luke, I am your father thing. I don't think that's uh-huh. um, that's just kind of. When people are trying to recall that moment, they're trying to condense it, make it more understandable. They're trying to make it tighter, like to speak in like comedic writing terms. They're trying to make uh-huh. it make it tighter, so it requires less explanation. It's more universally understood. It's just it's just a tighter way of referencing that scene. Um, so inaccurate, yes, but tighter also, yes. So there's a logical explanation for all these. Yeah, but then I think also like the sex in the city. I think that's also uh-huh. just a lot of people's um, lax attitude toward, like, um, language. I mean, we see that all over the place. Um, I happen to be kind of a annoying stickler with language and spelling, and I'm, like, the guy who will, like, correct you when you get something wrong. And for some reason, I'm hypersensitive to punctuation and language, and and uh, maybe I'm kind of an annoying uh, word Nazi in that sense, but... Uh, that's why things so like, on Twitter, is that you correct people on, you, you get in an argument on Twitter? Uh, no, no, them. I don't have time for that shit. But like in, like com- in conversation, if someone says something that's wrong, <laughs> I can't let it go. And if I'm, if I'm yeah. trying to be nice about correcting them, I'll find some way of repeating it correctly so they hear it, but it's in a nice passive way <laughs> oh, where it's just, I do that. It's We're not like, news to me. I do that to you all the time. I'll just fuck with you. I'll throw something wrong out just to yeah. correct me. Like, like if I was in a conversation <laughs> and someone brought up sex in the city, I would just be like, oh, yeah, my wife really likes sex and the city. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would it's re- like when we... So we went to... Uh, what was that place called? It was called Lake Alice. We went to Lake Alice. Yeah. In downtown Riverside. <laughs> yeah. In downtown Riverside. Yep. We went to Lake Alice. <laughs> Come on, correct me. Well, that's what it's called, it's right? Lake, Lake Alice. Alice. Is it Lake Alice? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. called Lake Alice. It's a bar, a dive okay. bar. We've played, our band played there a bunch of times and been there a bunch of other times just kind of drinking. And, and it's it's a cool place to have a drink, watch a show, um, avoid a bar fight. Uh, people get shot and stabbed there on, on a fairly frequent basis. It's it's a nice downtown dive bar. Fun place to visit. Bring the family. Oh, is it a is it a dive bar? I think so. Well, I mean, so the larger facility though is called Mission Inn, right? Oh no, no, Lake Alice is an entirely different establishment on the other side of the street, a um, few blocks down. Oh, so you were fucking with me back? Uh, I guess we didn't know. We talked about something else. We talked about when we were in the Mission Inn. Uh, we didn't talk no. about Lake Alice. What no, we... I know we didn't. I, I was just right now. I was just saying that we went to Lake Alice. Oh, so you would correct me and uh, say, "Oh gotcha. no, yeah, we went to Mission Inn, not Lake Alice." Oh, shit. I gotcha. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I was trying. I I was trying to to trap you. You're trying to throw me off. All right, no. But no. I did trap you on uh, when we went to the Mission Inn because we went upstairs and we saw where Orville Wright had like signed some kind of wing template some metal wing oh template yeah or something. yeah so they have like um flyer awards like metal wing um things that are awards that that the, the mission in would award to flyers in the early flyer days because they were like rock stars they would invite them like to the air, mission airplane in. like flyers yeah yeah, yeah. so they airplane flyers like fly the, the right pilots yeah like the yeah. right brothers and and um Amelia Earhart and Jimmy Doolittle and Charles Lindbergh and all these like famous flyers from the early days of aviation would be invited to the Mission Inn uh, to present them with a flyers award, put their name on it, put it on a wall. And really, it was just a, a way to promote the mission. 
um, because having famous people come to your establishment is a way to promote it, right? Um, so they would contact Amelia Earhart and say, we'd like to present you with a flyer recognition award. And she'd come out and they'd take pictures of her there and she'd appear at the Mission Inn and they'd sell out because Amelia Earhart was there that weekend and, and uh, smart promoting. But um, yeah... Where are we going with this? You were leading me in the wrong direction. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Orville. Well, That's right, Orville. Right. Yeah, I went. I went back downstairs, and you know, Megan was saying, "Oh, where did you guys go?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, we went to go see the Wright Brothers uh, template or plaque up there." That's right. <laughs> and I knew, I knew, I, I was gonna. That was a trap. Well, I got you in was, a trap because I knew you were was, gonna have to correct me. You could not allow that to happen. You're like, "Well, no, it was Orville Wright." It was brilliant because we're in a group setting and Derek just throws it out. A total like pointed jab at me, but to the group, just like, oh yeah, Mike showed us where there was a, the Wright brothers signed a thing in there. And I just like, <laughs> my ear like starts twitching and I cringe and I'm like, I'm like getting upset. And I'm just, I have to find a way to, to, uh, correct him in a socially acceptable like situation. I can't just go like, no, Derek, come on. I can't like contradict him. That would be like rude and out of pace, but I can't let I him may go. I said it twice, too. Yeah, yeah, you're I just like, oh, the Wright Brothers, and I have to be like, I'm oh. Like, the first one didn't get him. I have to be all, again. like, just kind of ca- <laughs> casual and soft in my approach. Like, actually, it was just Orville Wright. Um, uh, his brother was, was already dead at that point. And Derek's just like, you couldn't, you couldn't just let the comment be, be, oh, the Wright Brothers uh, were here. As if it makes any difference to anybody. No one gives a shit about any of this but me, anyway. I'm like, ah, your, sta- yeah, yeah. your description well, gotta- of the history is inaccurate. I must correct you. Yeah, well, I got to make it fun for me too, man. Come on, it's not just about you and and your your accuracy of history. I got to oh, go in there and I got to have a little bit of entertainment. Yeah, we, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wilbur had died already. Wilbur, sadly, like Wilbur was kind of the driving force behind the Wright brothers' innovation, and then he died fairly young after their flying machine revolutionized flight and and aviation just took off like a rocket. Um, no pun intended. After they, you know, figured out how to fly and how to, how, they figured out controlled flight and, um, Wilbur died. And then Orville, his younger brother got to kind of just take the torch and run with it and really just live on as this triumphant symbol of brilliance because aviation surpassed the Wright brothers. It feels like in minutes after they, after they figured yeah. out controlled flight, the world jumped on it and just took it way beyond where they ever were or ever going to be in a couple of years. But they can, Isn't it amazing? Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, because what, what is amazing to me is not one person on this planet before, you know, back in whatever days before flight was invented, nobody would ever, ever fucking conceive that this big ass multi-ton piece of metal would be able to just shoot across the sky at 500 miles an hour nobody nobody would have ever even conceived of that yeah or so uh, then i or like then i go to the moon like when when leonardo da vinci was like sketching flying machines in his famous notebooks he he so many people over over human history have imagined flight they've looked up they've watched birds fly and go it has to be possible those animals can do it why can't we do it and they would build wings and flap their arms they jump off of buildings with wings attached to their arms and you know fall down and fuck themselves up and they would build contraptions that pedaled that had like helicopter blades spinning above them and they'd try to figure out all these different ways of of flying heavier than air machines and uh they just couldn't do it, but they knew it was possible. And it was amazing that once the Wright brothers cracked that code, 
it just took off. And next thing you know, uh, like the well, Wright brothers figured out how to fly in in the in the uh, 1904 or 1908 or 1914. Okay, so it was in the first decade yeah. of of the 20th century, and then planes were being used to fight World War One by like 1918 biplanes with machine guns attached to the to the nose that were timed in sync with the propeller so that the machine gun bullets would shoot in between the propeller blade as it spun around right in front of the gun barrel that's fucking amazing and these early well i would i would disagree with one of your statements there because i think that you said that they knew that they could do it i i think if you went back then you would not be able to find one person that would look at a grounded airplane and say, do you think, like one a 747 today, that would be able to look at a 747 and say, can that fly? Can oh. that go up in the air? They would all say no. Well, you, that, okay, you're no right, because they would have no precedence to base that belief on. By looking at that giant yeah. metal machine, yeah. they would go like, well, no, that's that's insane. Because There's they, no way. They didn't see any of the progressive steps leading up to it. Like when people watched the Wright brothers flying across the beach in Kitty Hawk, no one could believe that. And they weren't even doing like long flights. They were flying, you know, 300 feet or or 1,000 feet or whatever. And then pretty soon they got good enough to be able to like go out and turn their their flying machine a little bit over the waves and kind of make a curve and come back and land back in the area where they started. And that was like mind-boggling control. Because um, up to that point, gliders had already been used and balloons had already been used. They used balloons in Civil War era like to as observation balloons to go way up in a flying balloon uh, with heated air, lighter than a lighter-than-air machine. They would go up on a balloon uh, in a basket, observe what the enemy was doing over there across the field, and then come back down and tell the general, like, oh, dude, they're, uh, they're lining up this way, or their strength is on the left, and whatever. They were using balloons and lighter-than-air machines already, and then, like, gliders they were, they were using, but powered, controlled flight was a new thing that the Wright brothers had to figure out. With... With like the tiniest little fucking not even a lawnmower engine engine and a wicker chair. Like it, it's just insane the way they did it, dude. It was redneck. That was it was some redneck uh, tooling back then is what it was. They were they were you know? they were bicycle and, makers, dude. They they invented the airplane yeah. in their bicycle shop in their spare time. Uh-huh. That's insane. Yeah, I I would say so so based on kind of that analogy of like you show somebody a big plane and you say, oh, do you think that could fly? No fucking way that will no. fly. No fucking way. No, I think you're right. Because they have no, like, what a- they have no progressive steps to attach the, or, or to form their understanding yeah. of possibility. Yeah. They're just like, well, of course not. I've, I've seen yeah. lighter, tinier things fail. That giant, heavy thing would, of course, fail. I would contend that what else today because that was only like a hundred years ago oh yeah that was not that long ago if you think about it yeah what else is along the same lines that can be done that our minds would say no fucking way that can be done i guarantee there's a multitudes of things that can still be done with the physics and everything that we have and the all the elements and everything that we just have not figured out yet well think about something as obvious as like space travel um, we landed on the moon in the 60s. Um, that's not even 100 years ago. Um, uh, and, I mean, we're only talking 60 or 70 years ago, right? And that mm-hmm. that happened. So when that was when that, when that that was 100 years ago, like in the year t- 2060, 
I think it's going to be very likely that that um, pleasure travel into space will be super common, much more yep. affordable, and um, kind of just something that people you know go and do. Like right now, it's you know SpaceX and these companies are doing tourist trips into space, but they're just they're kind of just barely breaching the atmosphere. They still cost like you know half a million bucks to to get a ticket on one of these things. So it's still this limited and elite experience. But so was flight back in those days. And yeah. uh, you know when the moon when the moon race was a, is a hundred years old, I think trips into space for regular people will be totally common. And by the time our kids are our age, I bet they'll be like taking weekend trips to the moon. Yeah, it could be. I mean, well, we are on kind of a path of destruction right now to destroy ourselves. Oh yeah, but that's if humans if are we, still around. We avert, we'll be amazing. If we don't yeah, kill ourselves, we're we going to do great things. Yeah, I think if we can make it past the next five years, we're, we should be good. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I think there's, there's also like um, other ways of to produce energy that are being suppressed by like big oil and big, you know, all these conglomerates that own the energy cartel. So as soon as that gets overthrown, I think we're going to have like unlimited energy. And when you have unlimited energy, like you like the are, sun. Well, the sun. Yeah. But there's there's other ways. I heard uh, from a source that I can't corroborate any of this, but I do trust the source and I've heard it from two different sources and they don't know each other. But supposedly there's an orb that's like this big that will produce and, and it's some sort of very safe nuclear something uh, using yeah. some other type of mole- uh, atom that is not normally stable on this planet, but mm-hmm. they've made it to be stable and they've created an ecosystem where it can be stable. And it, it's this big and it lasts for 80 years and it'll power your house. Isn't that just like a nuclear reactor? Because like... Something like no, that, no, yeah. I'm no but, nuclear yeah. physicist, but my super lame and shallow understanding of it is that um, nuclear power is the cleanest, most efficient way to generate power that we can harness. The only downside of it is that if the reactor fails and meltdown occurs, obviously catastrophic um, problems result, right? Like Chernobyl and uh, yeah, the course, Fukushima yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like it'll literally like ruin our planet if we had like if, uh, one too many of those situations. It'll wreck the oceans and, and all that. And maybe it's already happened, yeah, but um, the, more of those problems this, will this just isn't. expedite that that scenario. And uh, maybe this this sounds like that, like nuclear. It's not. It's it's safer. This okay. this is something that is actually completely safe, and they can actually tear it down and everything. Mm-hmm. This is not a threat. Well, like this has been, <clears throat> but but you can't get it out there because this would it, you you're carrying your own energy source. Yeah. So you don't have to be hooked into any grid. Oh. Like that is not going to be a popular situation. Oh, energy for, independence for, is is a bad deal politically for the people in control. How are they going to control us if we have our own energy? Yeah. Right. That's right. Totally. Yeah, that's totally. Yeah. And then. And, they're not going to let it. And then, like, so not even just the government's desire to allow us to be energy independent people, um, but the 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 countries that basically own us, like Saudi Arabia and the major oil producing companies or countries of the world, who totally own us, who make our pre- our American presidents bow down and lick their feet. Um, uh, those countries will never let us explore these alternative energy options because that would put them out of business. And uh, 
you know, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's all that. Like, there's a lot of things we're working fighting against a us. Cartel. Yeah, we're fighting a cartel right now. A cartel yeah. that owns a banking cartel, an energy cartel, a medical industrial cartel. Those are the cartels that that want to control us. Yeah. To yeah, they or that's the means to control us. I think maybe all those like giant those. problems and like unsolvable things where we're just like, man, we would be so advanced and in such a better world if we could just free ourselves from these cartels. But the possibility of that happening is is slim to none. Um, so maybe that's why people are like going back to simple shows like Friends and buying Friends shirts and just like, ah, this is just more simple. It, it's smaller, it's simpler, it's, it's comfortable, it feels good. Like, I don't know, thinking about those problems is kind of like... Um, uh, discouraging a little bit, which is sad to admit, but well, it is, it is discouraging. You know, we're just I mean, kind of like, ah, I, fuck, I don't man. see, I don't see any. I think we're going to have to free ourselves from these cartels because they are coming after us so aggressively. Oh yeah, like there's going to have to be uh, a no. The government, because the government's not going to yeah. do it. They're in cahoots. No, the gov- they own the government. Yeah. Yeah, they they own the government, and they're trying to push through the central bank digital currency. Here we go again. I know I'm going off on the dark side here, but they are trying to do that, which will, like, they'll put expiration dates on your money, like saying, no, you can only spend your money past this. Once they have your, your money in a central bank digital currency, they tell you what you can buy. They tell you where you can buy it, when you can buy it, and... They, they control it's utter wholesale control hmm. of everything that's what we can't allow because those three conglomerate uh cartels have merged together own the government now and they are dictating policy on us and making it law which is so we're gonna have to break out of it it's gonna it's going to have to happen but the scary part is when we do break out of it there's going to be a crash everything because you can't you have to tear everything down yeah. and build it back up you can't reuse those makes systems sense anymore. but it also like that to me sounds like it would require unity and um that means what just yeah, the common definitely. people are going to have to get together and decide you know what let's burn yep. this motherfucker down well, we've all got to yeah. be at least for the most part on the same page and of a similar yep. mind on the main points of of organization and we're nowhere mm-hmm. near that, but I guess that's by no. design too. So they that's keep by design. They exactly. keep they it, keep it, us it, at each other's throats over piddly shit, yeah, like that's um, right. you know, stupid stupid differences that we all lock into and entrench ourselves into and hate each other over. Yeah. As long as we're mm-hmm. divided, then we'll never be united. Uh, yeah, so, they yeah. want. That's right. They want a civil war, so we fight each other. Yeah. So that they can jump on one side. And then say, oh, and then promote that one side. So it makes it look like we're fighting each other. But if we unify and then go up against the big powers, then problem solved with no bloodshed. You yeah. Know, that's that's where we need to be. Yeah. Um, that was a good summary. Yeah. I like All that. Right. So yeah. we're solving the world's problems. Oh, dude. Speaking yeah. of mafia and like, uh-huh. you know, um, mob culture. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard about White Gladys? No. Okay. Um, she's a gangster ass motherfucker. <laughs> and okay. It, it, all right. It might be the worst mafia name ever. White Gladys um, is not a, a scary, tough sounding name. But once no, you know a little not. bit more about her, um, you'll, you'll come around. You'll, you'll, you'll be thinking that White, White Gladys is a little bit more gangster than she sounds like on the surface. Okay. So, first, White Gladys is an orca, she's a killer whale. Oh, and um, okay. in in 
uh, surprisingly, they have a lot of information on this, and I'm bouncing around a little bit, but they keep really good tabs on 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 orca populations, who they are, uh-huh. when they were born, where they go, where they live, and orcas are pretty like they they stay in certain areas. So there's like um, orca pods and families that live in one certain area they have similar behavioral traits they stay in that area generally and the people who watch the orcas in that area like know them by name they name them and then they have babies they follow them they know their birth dates or at least general birth dates and they're, they're pretty well documented pods um yeah uh-huh. there are several pods in the strait of gibraltar um over near like spain and morocco i think there's like a little strip of sea the strait of gibraltar is an ancient passage between worlds that whoever controls that has has always controlled a lot of trade and shipping obviously because ships have to go through this narrow waterway between these two countries and access um trading markets and to this day no different lots of ships come in and out of the strait of gibraltar beautiful area too a lot of orcas in the area. There's a lot of pods um, that are all kind of similar, and they're all known pods and well-tracked. And anyway, I'm digressing. So White Gladys has her family, her um, mafia ring, if you will, uh, in this area. And apparently, like in 2020, White Gladys started attacking yachts. Um, like attacking ships and disabling the rudders. Um They've, they've, they've sunk boats in a couple of cases. They've got these mayday calls of people calling in, like, we're being attacked by a fucking killer whale. We're going down. Like, send help immediately. So, and, and I guess um, orca interactions with boats have, have gone on for a long time. There's lots of documented examples of them interacting with boats. Um, but since 2020, they've increased by like 300% in the Strait of Gibraltar. And so many of them are attributed to White Gladys and her family that now it's become like this thing, like they're this mafia ring of orca. Um, And her name's not actually Gladys, like the old lady's sweet old lady named Gladys. It's Gladys, Uh. which is Spanish for gladiator. So and her her Spanish name is like (laughs) Blanco, Blanca. So she's like the white gladiator, basically, Blanca Gladys. Um, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And so she has been going after yachts, attacking them uh, over and over, repeated sightings of the same orca. And then now her family is in on it. And she had a baby. I guess orcas carry babies for like a year and a half. And so she must Uh have been pregnant in 2020 because she gave birth in 2021. And now they're still seeing her attack boats with her baby. Um, And she's like training the new generation in her family to attack boats. And she's got two of her siblings and her mom and two of her babies involved in her mafia ring. And they're all seen repeatedly attacking boats through the Strait of Gibraltar. Damn, that is gangsta. Fucking rad, Um, right? Are there any theories why she's doing that? Yeah, there's a lot. What does she get Um, from that? So some of the the easy human thinking-based theories are... That she was injured by a boat. Apparently, she has some signs of injury or something. So some people think that oh, she might have been involved in a in a bad boat related injury, like been hurt by a boat, hit by a prop or something, and um, uh-huh. she's taking revenge. Uh, so like she's pissed at boats. Hey, you fucked me up. Now I'm coming after you, and I'm getting all my family after you, and we're taking you guys out. And it feels that way, but that's a very human line of thinking. Animals don't typically have the revenge mindset. Um, yeah. Although if you ever saw the movie Orca, you'd feel differently. That was an awesome movie. 
<clears throat> but they did, but did they personify an orca? I would imagine. Maybe. Oh yeah, so, you ever seen that movie? Oh, it's so cool, dude. No, I I, I have not seen that movie. I think it's from the eighties. It's an I'm old movie, guessing. but it's bitching. And it's basically yeah. um, uh, a group of like whalers takes a baby orca or kills a baby orca, and the mom basically swears revenge on all the crew members of this boat and she seeks them out not just on that boat but in future endeavors she finds those people and seeks them out and kills them and it's pretty badass so it's a greenpeace recruitment video yeah yeah totally totally yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's 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 a sea world um you know onboarding video um some expert a marine biologist uh was I saw an interview with her and she's basically explaining this behavior and she's reiterating that um, these whales are, they're not even whales. I'm sorry. We, we call them killer whales, but, but orca are actually the largest species of the dolphin family. I didn't know that. I thought they were whales. Um, they're mammals. Um, so orca are super dangerous, like no surprise there. And she's basically telling the, the people who are boating in these areas, like you need to be really careful. If you see orcas, you need to, like not try to take them on or whatever like they will fuck you up they'll sink your boat they'll they'll kill you but she thinks that it's not revenge based that white gladys and her family aren't like attacking boats with the mission to destroy them she thinks that they become accustomed to playing with the boats and she thinks that it it seems consistent with playful behavior and she has some reasons for thinking that because in the family that's attacking boats quote-unquote attacking boats the younger uh, the younger um orca in the pods are the ones doing attacking and the older ones kind of stand back and watch and so she's uh. kind of equating that to um young punk ass teenager like causing trouble seeking risk to being more extreme and when you're older you're kind of like you know more chill and 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 um not really engaging in risky extreme behavior so she's like yeah the older orcas are more or more so sitting back and watching the younger orcas are the ones doing the attacking but she thinks it's just playing roughly yeah um Uh so it's either bloodthirsty revenge for being injured by a boat or they're just having a great time and out there just you know accidentally disabling rudders and sinking yachts yeah that sounds right to me you know yeah we always like because we're at threat you know uh we we're like, oh, they're attacking us because we deserve to kill it. Us. Yeah. They want to eat us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Like, we don't deserve that in some form or fashion. Yeah, yeah, right. right. We just assume uh, we're but, getting our just desserts. Yeah, but all all humans are innocent. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad to hear that they're not messing with the uh, the whales. You know, the killer whales, just because that would be like leave them alone. Like that's the only request I have is just yeah, they're doing this, but you know what? You gotta. You got to know, you know, you're in their before you go. Yeah, you're in their territory. Yeah. You're taking your foreign machine yeah. into their territory. They fuck with it, and then you kill them. Uh-huh. You know, and I, I haven't yeah. heard any instances of crews on boats injuring the whales. Uh, I imagine their whole goal is just to get out, get the hell out of there. I would be terrified if I was on a boat, and you know, uh, Shit, these yachts yeah. I can't imagine are huge, and orca are really fucking big. Um, so I don't know, like that would be scary as hell. But uh, one thing they could they might be able to do is like if there's some kind of uh smell that the orcas hate you know i wouldn't imagine it would be chum but you know what who, whatever it might be that's non-toxic maybe when that happens they just give everybody that and like hey if you get hit you know throw this into the water 
And then the orcas might start to relate to, oh, I, I, when I hit that boat, they fucking drop a skunk into the water. Yeah, they dump a bucket of poop right there. <laughs> it's really gross. So let's not do that anymore. It's it's smart that you say that. You find yeah. you find some sort of a deterrent um, instead of like uh-huh. a like a, an injuring them strategy because that's actually what yeah. one of the articles was talking about was developing. Um, something with like sonar or making sound that they put in that would be like a deterrent. So I don't know, like the most annoying mm-hmm. sound in the world under there um, so that that would keep the orca away from the boat. But yeah. interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Blanca Gladys, so cool, They're dude. so damn smart. Like I, those things like that and the porpoise, right? The porpoise is the one, I think porpoises are basically never seen Right, they're the one. There's the dolphin with the big head, the one that kind of looks like a human if it were a human dolphin. Aren't okay. So I, I I call them all dolphins, and I think I think most of what I see are porpoise. Maybe I'm wrong, but like when we go on a fishing boat, nine times uh-huh. out of ten, a bunch of dolphin are like swimming right along with the bow of the boat, like that scene from Titanic where the dolphin are swimming right along the bow of Titanic. Uh, it's like that on almost every fishing boat we go out to as you're going out from the harbor to the fishing grounds there's dolphins swimming right along with the bow of the boat but i think they're not dolphin i think they're porpoise hmm hmm maybe oh, I'm wait, i found it okay i found a picture okay how do i convey this picture to you maybe i can't uh, so yeah, i wouldn't por- know anyway porpoise I mean, is around so you know the ones with the beak uh-huh. they have the beak yeah right a porpoise does not have a beak so the beak is the dolphin Beak is the dolphin. Okay, all right. I should know yeah. that. I've hugged a dolphin. That's illegal. Um, no, dolphin. not here. It was a tourist attraction in Jamaica. You can go into like a little pool and swim with dolphin, and they swim around, and they kind of come up in front of you, and you literally like hug them. I bet you they outlawed that. Not in Jamaica. I heard they it's outlawed. third world. They don't give a shit. Huh? But I'm probably probably in up. like developed nations where they have animal rights activists and stuff. Sure, it's probably, I'm sure it's illegal to hug dolphins. But there in Jamaica, you can sit in a pool and they'll swim right up and you can hug a dolphin. It's very cute. Okay, well, I got to break out this conspiracy theory. You ready? I'm, yeah, I can't wait. The conspiracy theory is that we are not allowed to interact with dolphins because humans and dolphins have some kind of special communication that they can have and then if we mass communicated with dolphins, <laughs> are you telling me stop laughing at that this. if they let us heard, if the government <laughs> would if the government together. let me hug dolphins we would form an alliance and we would and form fight an alliance and fight and the powers fight together the man we would combine our human and dolphin abilities in a super army dolphins of of aquatic and land-based soldiers of destruction. I will be riding a dolphin with a fork, <laughs> a fork pick. I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing one of those yeah, pictures of big... you where you're like riding a dolphin <laughs> with like an American flag in one hand and a machine gun spraying a stream of bullets in the other. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, just like, let's go. Let's get it. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Get the man. That's what we, we need when we, re- when we redo our logo now because we have to redo it. You have a beard and hair, so we need to redo our logo. Maybe I should look the same as I do now and you should be riding a dolphin <laughs> with a machine gun. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe, uh, you know, I mean, 
we'll submit. We'll have them do a little we'll, comp of that. We'll, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop the idea and see how it plays out. But I, that's yeah. that's uh, that's a top contender. I, I like that imagery. I like the idea of yeah, well, Derek allying with a dolphin and uh, taking down the government. I like it. Well, instead instead of a gun, I think I'll do a porch uh, fork pick. Oh, a, a pitchfork. Say it. A fork. That's, pitch that, that's pretty primitive. <laughs> a really, porch, a pitchfork? You can't really a take down fix. a government, an advanced modern government, <laughs> with a pitchfork. I mean, what are you gonna? I know, I know, but I don't want to like trigger any hate speech things or something like that. Uh, I just want to go. I want to fly under the cover, bro. All right, like okay, so you people know? are gonna take this, dol- to, this dolphin riding pitch- imagery like seriously. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "We're cool with the dolphin part, but the machine gun is irking me." If he was holding, I don't know, maybe say. A farming implement of some nature, I would be much more cool with this. But the machine gun is just yeah. too much. It's too aggressive. Yeah. What if the what if the dolphin has like a, a tattoo on his fin, like where his bicep would be? He'd be like a buff tattooed dolphin that you're riding. Yeah, maybe we just give him one arm. You know, we'll give <laughs> just, him an arm and he's just doing just a one arm. flexing his muscle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pointing to the beach. The beach is that way. Flexing his muscle. His rippling dolphin biceps. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry I had to share that one with you, but I heard it. Somebody told me who was it. I think Simon Parks had said that. I love that. I mean, yeah. They're keeping us away from I I think it's really, like, for our safety, but really more for the safety of dolphins. Like, humans are stupid and dangerous. So you, if you allow humans to interact with dolphins, a lot of dolphins will be hurt and captive and held captive, right? So they would be, if that was illegal, if that was legal in the United States, every fucking resort near the beach would have captured dolphins in a pool waiting for stupid tourists to pay money to touch them um yeah so it's good for it dolphins that that's not allowed although you can touch dolphin at sea world and stuff i mean uh you can pay the well, extra yeah. money to have they call it a dolphin encounter so i don't know that it is illegal actually because you can go to sea world and pay the extra money for the dolphin encounter and then you could be in the water with dolphins and i think they even do that skiing thing where the dolphin like push you from your feet and make you like fly really fast through the water so they push you from the feet with their nose and swim and propel you through the mm, water so mm. you're like dolphin powered oh, superman cool, and i think they still do that they yeah. did at some point but i think that's still uh an upgrade option at SeaWorld. Uh, look that up SeaWorld dolphin encounter see if that's still a thing you can buy a ticket to and if so how much and are there any tickets available for this weekend because I'd like to, I'd like to be a dolphin-powered Superman. <laughs> I'll book you. I'll bu- Are you just using me to book you here? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay, yeah. Dolphin encounter. Dolphin encounter. Sea World, San Diego. But see, it's illegal to swim with a dolphin. Not maybe not encounter a dolphin. Maybe when you swim to a dolphin, that's when you can talk to it. Oh, like if you pay the money to get close enough, then you're allowed to talk to them. They'll they'll allow us to um, uh, plot together. I mean, they don't know what you're saying to that well, dolphin. You could you just can't. be saying, "Oh, yeah, this is you're so cute," or you could be saying, "Like, all right, the back door's unlocked. Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna swim around the front. See, you're gonna, <laughs> you're, gonna <laughs> you're gonna go in. You're gonna find the president sleeping in the White House, <laughs> and you're gonna smack him with your tail a bunch of times, and then I'll come busting gonna, through the window, and you and I together, you're dolphin, swim up the Potomac. You and I, Flipper, we're taking this whole thing down. Yeah. See." So yeah, the dolphin encounter is twenty nine bucks. What? Uh, it's fifteen minute program. Wait, this is Orlando. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, Florida. It has but, to be cheap um, in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, Floridians. 
Yeah, they do have dolphin encounters. So okay, you can Diego you can too, encounter though. a dolphin in Florida for thirty bucks. They'll let you. Yeah, come on oh, in. It's touch six, our dolphin. Seventy bucks. All right, seventy bucks. It's seventy bucks where you live. All right, what do I? Yeah. Okay, that sounds about right. California's expensive get, as hell. What do I get, get though? What do minutes, I get for my seventy um, bucks? Uh, I think you get. Well, here they changed the description. So, like you know, in San Diego, who knows? But on the other one, it said you get fifteen minutes. All right, you get to touch the dolphin. But, so when the dolphin wants to come up and let yeah. you touch it, or, yeah. So you know, the handler, when I, it, I've basically. I've overseen the dolphin encounter at SeaWorld, like while we're outside of the tank looking at dolphins, there's a elite group of special people who paid more who get to be over there in the corner, and a trainer is kind of, you know, giving them an encounter experience. So the trainer is bringing the dolphin into their area and letting them kind of touch the dolphin as as she swims past. I didn't see anyone hugging a dolphin like I got to do in in Jamaica. Um, but they were definitely touching them. And I want to say that someone did the cool dolphin propelled swim thing. The, the dolphin powered superhero swim. Huh? Not somebody that paid for there. There's no way they would actually, they did that. They definitely did it in Jamaica when we were there and we could hug dolphins and all that. There was an Uh extra upgrade from, we just did the group dolphin encounter. We all sat in a circle. The dolphin kind of swam around. We all got to hug him and take a picture. But there's another option of upgrade to be able to do that dolphin-powered superhero swim thing where the dolphin pushes oh. you by the feet and you blast through the water under. Oh, that'd be crazy. What if it's what if the dolphin slipped and like well, cracked you in the nuts? I don't know if this actually happens, but I remember a King of the Hill episode where they did a dolphin encounter and the dolphin pushed him up against the side of the pool and like fucked him. And it was hilarious because it was like, oh, dude, the oh, dolphin's like belly yeah. turns red or whatever when he gets all horny. And and, and I don't know if that's a true dude. thing, but uh, Google that. Will Gross. will dolphins fuck humans? Um, <laughs> that's going to be in your search dude, history Do now. I have to? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Derek. It's for the good of the show. We need to know. Uh, Inquiring minds would like to know. To Megan here. Uh, <laughs> No, you're not. You're not saying yeah. will dolphins fuck a human. You're saying do dolphins fuck a human? Like not not can I make this happen? You're ew, saying does this ew. exist? It's very different. It's it's a very different thing. While you're explaining to your wife, I'm not looking for Ooh. this service. I'm wondering if if it occurs. Well, the term here is rape. Okay, um, all right. I guess and uh, the human's not willing. Yeah. Um, but rape implies a crime. Does the dolphin really know he's he's committing a crime, or is he just like, wow, this like super hot dude is in my tank? I'm gonna fuck him. Yeah, I guess this has happened. Um, okay, so King of the Hill. I imagine they were basing it on reality, but that's my that's my pool of a uh, of example to draw on is a King of the Hill episode. But poor Hank was traumatized beyond belief from this dolphin encounter. I tell you what. <laughs> Dolphin oh, rape. Boy, this is a lengthy this is a lengthy article, but let me go back to the snippet. How terrifying would Google it be thing. to be in a in a family friendly dolphin encounter that you paid for and your kids are probably there watching and then the dolphin chooses you and pushes you up against the side of the pool and all of a sudden gets way too friendly and you're like, Oh no, is this supposed to happen? This wasn't on the brochure and the handler starts panicking and you can see the handler is trying to like keep it together not to spread fear, but the, the handler is clearly concerned because this doesn't happen every day. This isn't supposed to happen. This is dangerous. Get all the get all the tourists out of the pool, and uh, you're the one being accosted by the dolphin. And uh, and uh, next thing you know, you feel something on your leg, and you're like, "Oh no, oh no, that's not a fin." <laughs> oh man. yeah, oh my god. 
The fact remains that dolphins can be sexually aggressive and have been known to go after humans, creating a risk of injury or drowning. Ooh, Ooh fucked to death. Like, man, being fucked and left raped and, and, and terrified and, and violated would be one thing, but to be raped and drowned, that's a, yeah. that's a bad I mean, afternoon at SeaWorld yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they don't have hands. No, so they have to they have to you hold know? you down with yeah. the weight of their body. They're overpowering dolphin weight. They're well, slimy. No, I mean, they they're slimy, rubbery mass you know I mean? pressed upon you. Yeah, they can't really hold well, you down. They can't take things into their own. But dude, if, well, if I'm saying they can't take things into their own hands, you know, if you know what I mean, you know, <laughs> no. they can't take matters in their own hands. They're just going to overpower you through bludgeoning and and weight overpowering. So they're, that's where they probably push you up against the side of the pool, like they did Hank Hill. Um, cause dolphin are smart and powerful, right? They can kill great whites. They can, they can like, um, punch and run kind of tactics in a group to keep punching a, a, a great white with their nose until the great white like rolls over and dies. And the dolphin can like kill predator sharks like that. So why can't they push a man up against the side of a pool in a dolphin experience and have their way with him? Ooh, here's a um or, article about... I keep saying a man, like why not a woman? Do dolphin care? Do they have a preference? Are they gay dolphin? Are they straight or are they just opportunistic and take what they can get when they can get it? Well, here it says while dolphins attempting to hook up with humans is not uncommon, <laughs> it is unusual for humans to return the favor. What? However, it what? did happen in at least one case. What? That has to be said. Yeah, it sounds so stupid. You know, dolphins yeah, may fuck it... you, but it's unlikely that you're going to try to fuck a dolphin. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure. Ooh, this is so gross. Malcolm Brenner, 60 years old, author of Wet Goddess. Ah. Uh, Come a on, Malcolm. Book about a man's nine-month sexual relationship with a dolphin claims it's based on a real-life love affair with a dolphin named Dolly back in 1970 when he was in his early 20s. Oh, like he, his real-life love affair. Like he was with the dolphin, and he wrote a book about it. Yeah, called yeah, I guess so. Called what? Uh, <laughs> wet goddess. Ew. Ew, <laughs> dude, you got. Are you still? Are you running around in in public? Tell me, like, Malcolm not is not with us anymore. I, I hope he's yeah. not alive. I'm sorry, Malcolm. Well, Maybe he, you're a swell yeah. guy, but no, you're not. Well, it says he's 60 at the time of this article, and Ew. it's a 2011 book. Ew. But, and, and he's like, oh, it happened back in the 70s. We oh, all yeah. had free it's, love it was, back in the 70s. It was a free love era. We were all doing everybody. Yeah, you know, uh, throwing a little dolphin here and there. No biggie. It was totally normal. And wow. then he had, like, and he published a book on that. Disgusting. Wow. Disgusting. I got to look up the Amazon article the amazon uh, book of this how oh, that's going to be in your search history look like. wet yeah. goddess by malcolm something or other they're like derek are you interested in this publication and now your suggested yeah. shopping Ew, stuff on amazon is going to be like oh derek we see you're into dolphin sex like uh can we suggest these other fine titles that may appeal to you <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh it does exist it does exist Ew. what's the cover and, look like it's got like a it it says his name and then it says on a old piece of thirty five millimeter film it says wet goddess ew and then it has a zoomed in picture of 
of, I guess, maybe that's her. I don't know. Uh, a recollection of a dolphin lover slash a novel. Poor Dolly. Ew. What is wrong with people? Man. Um, it's got 58 ratings. Isn't that... And- be- what's What's the star rating? This is what's like blowing me away right now. The star rating is four. Four out of fifty-eight. Like, you yeah. know, it's a it's about bestiality, uh, but it's it's pretty well written. It's a good book. I it's a page turner. I need to find a review that has like zero stars. I'm, I or find, one no, star. F- find a five find star. It. What what are people finding five star quality in this book? Like, go read a review where someone's like, "Wow, the vividness in the way that the artist describes sex with a dolphin." is uh riveting yeah um what he says is having received considerable notoriety over the years wet goddess was always one of those books you assumed was nothing more than a punchline and a very bad joke after all interspecies relationships are often always just that jokes social taboos which merit scorn or ridicule and never to be taken seriously i've already not i don't need to read anymore this person is in the camp of fucking dolphins and isn't bestiality illegal? Or maybe by uh, certain states, like maybe, I don't know, in some little, you know, podunk, backwood country, it's fine. But I mean, in most states, bestiality is illegal, right? Like, you can't just go around fucking dolphins, right? I think I would say so. I mean, you know, there's some things you don't have to write a law for. And uh, one should be, you don't, <laughs> don't fuck animals, well. you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it should just like we don't have to have a law for everything. Yeah, but like I'm with you. And and this dolphin lover fucker that wrote this review uh, at the very last paragraph says a fair warning: this book will take you places you may not want to go. So this person obviously probably wanted to go there. Disgusting, and make yeah. you ask yourself questions you may not like the answers to. Ooh. Ooh, that's a bestiality so person, guy right there. Th- this, yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's he, he's is. like trying to rationalize and self-justify his own bestiality <laughs> tendencies. He's like, hey, you may not want to face this side of you, but it's there because it's there oh, in me. Man. And you're like, no, nah, dude, you're gross. You're weird. You are, yeah, you are a dolphin fucker. <laughs> wow, man, that is really, really gross. All right, well, you know what we should do, Derek. We should what? book this guy a dolphin encounter and then, like, go to SeaWorld before he gets there to encounter the dolphin and have the trainers, like, tell the dolphin pod that this guy fucked their sister and let them just, like, go to town and, like, you know, treat him like a great yeah. white and, and take him down as a pod. Uh, mob justice. Yeah, there we go. Eye for an eye. We'll learn how to communicate with with those things yeah. because we'll, we'll, we'll stop the government we'll, from making it illegal. I was gonna, will the government let you talk to them? I thought they were trying to prevent <laughs> our allying with the dolphin species. So, like, how we will how, break the law? Oh, all right. We'll commit treason and commit a felony to <laughs> inform <treason>. these dolphins. <laughs> to oh oh, uh, we'll or the killer whales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll converse with the enemy. Like we'll cross enemy lines. To talk to these dolphins yes. and give them a heads up about, hey, this guy Malcolm is going to come for the encounter. Uh, you need to kill him. You need to take this guy out. He's a dolphin fucker. He is causing more dolphin rape. What if in your community than you can ever you can believe it? So you need to take care of this guy. And he's unapologetic to the 
to the degree of he's writing books about fucking your sister. Like, he's not just yeah. like, oh, I did it and I feel kind of bad about it, but yes, I did it. He's not just admitting to it. He's flaunting it in your face. He's, he's writing books. He's, yeah, he's appealing to other dolphin fuckers and, and making it more okay. Like, he's he's bringing it up to the mainstream and, and proud of this disgusting behavior. There's something needs to be done about this guy. And it's your job, pod of dolphins here at SeaWorld. It's your job to dish out justice to this guy uh, when he arrives. But what if... Well, we should sick the white... The white... Uh, ooh, Blanca Gladys. Blanca Gladys. Yeah, this, white Gladys, dude. Like, if she was in there, she wouldn't have any of this shit, dude. Yeah, ooh, yeah, she'd be fucking, she'd be fucking him. Dude, and, yeah. and, and, and killer whales are... The largest species of dolphins. So this is like a family thing, dude. Yeah, like this guy has is. directly violated White Gladys's family ties, and I think I think the whole Gladys family needs to pay this guy a visit, dude. Yeah, this came full circle. So I did find one bad review, and I like it. <laughs> Apparently, my original review was removed. Horrible book. Period. Can't tell what's merely the author's fantasy and what isn't. More porn than anything else. Ew. Ew. Like, yeah. what? What? Like, what is... Man. Yeah. There's some sick sickos out there, Mike. Mike you, should leave you, uh, her, you should leave a review and just be like, I have not read this book, but it's disgusting. <laughs> the fact that it... <laughs> the pure fact that it exists revolts me and like yeah like yeah. there's no reason to read it totally. i know it's god awful it should not be allowed in print uh i'm not for censorship but uh writing about dolphin sex is is it should not be covered by our uh freedom of speech it should just be no it's, it's a no i mean although you and i should be able to talk yeah. about it on our podcast but he yeah. should not be able to write a book about it because we're discussing it from a point no, of disgust. No. He's discussing it from a point of like, hey, this is pretty great, and here's uh, here's all the fun I had with it. But you know what? I would rather sickos like him write about it so we know where they are. Ah, like expose yourself, motherfucker. I gotcha. You know, hey, raise your hand. Yeah, you because know, it could be your neighbor. You fuck out fucking dolphins on the weekend, Dude. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like where's where's Johnny go every weekend? Like, I don't know. Man. I don't know. His wife doesn't know either. He's gonna go to the beach, so she's like, I don't know. He's been he's been a annual pass holder at SeaWorld for like thirty two years. <laughs> oh god. And uh oh, god. I don't know, man. The guy just oh. really likes the dolphin encounter. So like every weekend he's there at the dolphin encounter and, and uh for all we know, like we think that we'll go give the dolphin pod a heads up about his coming to the encounter and they'll do it something to him out of retribution but what if they're like fuck yeah malcolm's great he's like one of our favorite regulars he comes in all the time he fucks us we fuck him it's a great ring we have going on what if they're into it yeah i yeah you might have a point there i don't know i mean dolphin are pretty smart i'm sure they could decide what they want and what they don't want and if they don't want it i'm sure they could fight this old 60 year old man off of them but Ew, maybe just, they're into it, yeah. you know? And in that case, they're in captivity, yeah. and, they, and then they could be more like a conjugal visit than a rape. Maybe it's, uh, maybe we're looking at this yeah. all wrong. Maybe we're being small-minded. Maybe the dolphin's like, hey, we got to get some of ours too, man. Give us something. We're stuck in a tank down here. Uh, you know, yeah, he's no wow. George Clooney, but, you know, when Malcolm comes down, we get to, we get to have a little fun, you know? It, uh, it, uh, it's something to look forward to. Wow, wow. Well, that's got me thinking in places I don't want to go. Yeah, we should probably end the show here. <laughs> it has been a lot of fun talking to you about uh, a full gamut of things, like human ingenuity, uh, the the 
the advancements through aviation and the possibilities of space travel and dolphin fucking. Um, this, has been, this has been a great one, Derek. It's always fun talking to you. Yeah, you too, bro. All right. Later, man. You know, there's some things you don't have to write a law for. And one should be, you don't, don't fuck animals. Hey, this is Mike. Thanks so much for joining us. We really, really do appreciate you. And we hope you're enjoying the show. Derek and I sure have a ton of fun doing it for you. If you'd like to support the show, that would be great. Um, you could follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Uh, also, if you want to like the show or leave a good review, that would be cool. Let us know we're doing a good job. We'd appreciate it. Uh, in most podcast apps, you can also click the little bell icon thing, and that means you'll get a notification on your phone every time we put out a new episode. So that's kind of cool. Also, if you want to reach out and say what's up, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod. We're also on Instagram as Derek and Mike, or you can go to our website, DerekandMike.com. And if you want to go super old school and antisocial, you could even shoot us an email, info at DerekandMike.com. Thanks again for listening. We really, really do appreciate you, and we look forward to talking to you again next time.